you're listening to watercolor wash a podcast where we talk about paintings mostly about watercolors for self-taught artists and whoever loves paintings hi i'm vasu and we are together in this journey hello everyone and welcome to season two of this podcast and i would like to apologize for uh, not being here for a really long time and um, there were a lot of things happening in life uh, especially with the work uh, i was too busy uh, with work recently and um, and still uh, getting uh, still busy uh, but not that much uh, that i used to be and once you come back from work you definitely have some time but uh, that mindset um, which allows you to paint was missing somehow uh, during that stressful time and i do I, i do not like to record any podcast or talk about art especially when i'm not learning and i'm not learning when i'm not painting so to get into that mindset it was really really difficult for me not to paint and not to even to think about art sometimes it was a difficult patch and uh, i was not just busy because of work a lot of things happening in personal life i was traveling um, I, i traveled back to india after four years in china and then i came back so i thought i would record some podcasts during that time when i was in india because i was definitely uh, feeling that urge to paint uh, and i actually did paint uh, during my visit Uh, to india then i came back and then i painted a little bit more somehow it was not happening but um, and i also uh, i was thinking of since it was a longer break in the podcast i was thinking to like you know uh, give it a new twist and um, come back strongly in the podcast as well so i was waiting for the right moment uh, and i think i waited for too long and this is the right moment So thank you very much for staying uh, with me and supporting me and I would like uh, love to uh, read out an email uh, uh, from one of my listeners and these kind of feedbacks actually um, helps me uh, to gauge myself and uh, you know uh, whether I'm doing good or not it's solely uh, uh, like the only way i can gauge it is through your feedbacks and uh, i would like to give out uh, give a shout out to lulia from germany and uh, she reached out and here is her feedback i just wanted to give you a short positive feedback on your podcast i'm listening to it and uh, for some months now and i didn't found anything else that's so based on techniques and practical thoughts regarding watercolor yet so keep going i enjoy your content and would love to hear uh, some more episodes on this topic and spot on lulia and i really really uh, appreciate that and that was the major um, uh, purpose that was a major reason behind this podcast because i listened to a lot of podcasts um and none of them actually talked about uh, the real techniques that can help us improve our 
um, our art. And uh, a lot of that was just about um, a lot of jargons and uh, a lot of things about artists. Some of them were are very useful as well. Uh, but I never found anything um, that actually helped me uh, as an artist. So th that's the reason I, I thought like, oh, now I can do a little bit better paintings. And there are a lot of people like me who are looking for similar things, um, especially uh, techniques and practical thoughts that allows uh, them to grow, that actually helps them, that makes a difference in their painting abilities. So thank you so much, Lulia, for reaching out. Uh, this is, and I'm really sorry again uh, for uh, giving a big, long pause uh, to this podcast. And I have, I had a lot of things when I was not doing podcast and I did like seven or eight good paintings that I definitely wanted to, uh, to talk about. And I, I couldn't because I was not uh, recording any podcasts. So those thoughts, some of them I captured in my notes and some of them just uh, went in the air. Uh, I no longer have those thoughts. So I'll speak out. On, on the topics that I, I retained um, uh, for, for, for speaking. And some of them will be very helpful uh, for you um, in this today's episode. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about, again, like, you know, um, what are the things that I saw and inspired me uh, during my visit back to India? And then I also visited Bali uh, uh, just last week. And uh, what are the processes that helps you finish a painting? Actually, um, this is one of the topics that I'm struggling with myself. Um, so let's explore. And I would also love to hear from you what your thoughts are. Uh, maybe some of you know better uh, than I do, uh, especially on finishing a painting. So <clears throat> here it goes. So the first thing uh, I wanted to talk was I went to India after nearly four years. Uh, and I, as soon as I came to China in 2019, after that, the COVID came and everything. It was not very easy um, to go back to India uh, after that. So I didn't go at all for four years. And uh, in my mind... I was thinking like, you know, uh, this is a really good opportunity. And China has taught me a lot of things, especially a lot of things about myself. I started doing watercolor here and I got a new set of eyes to look at the things, to admire more, to be in the moment and observe and be aware all the time of my surroundings. And whenever I go to a newer place, I look for new things. Uh, so it has given me a new set of eyes. And with those new set of eyes, I wanted to see my home again and with a completely different landscapes. And I was really surprised that how much I have missed, um, how much I didn't observe when I was in India. I lived in that house uh, for 20 odd years in the village and I couldn't notice that. And this time I did. And I made a few paintings, uh, you can check on my Instagram, that is from a village. And um, 
and uh, I wanted to talk about how I saw it uh, from the artist's point of view. So you uh, remember I talked about uh, an artist, Shishkin, Ivan Shishkin, um, who's a Russian painter, and uh, I think it was uh, uh, pre-Victorian era or somewhere around Victorian, somewhere around 1800s, uh, mid of 1800s, he painted amazing, uh, amazing landscape from Russia, especially uh, the jungles of Russia, the woods of Russia, and the, uh, the enormity of it, enormity of the beauty. Some of the trees were like, uh, you know, gigantic, beautiful, at the same time, scary, scary, beautiful. That's how he painted. And when I went back to India and my uh, thought was, oh, but we don't have that kind of greenery in India, especially the place where I live. And when I saw it again, and I went back, uh, I live very close to the fields, uh, uh, to the, close to the rice fields, and it was very hot summer. It was like 45 degrees Celsius every day, uh, probably like 110, 12 in Fahrenheit or more, even more. And, and I saw those strong trees, which were still there, and very big trees on those fields. And they, uh, we, we have like one or two trees in the bank of those fields. And, uh, and our field sizes are very small as compared to the Western world. So we have like a, a kind of like good amount of trees, um, well separated, uh, maybe like um, a block or maybe half a block, half a block, I'm sorry. Um, and th- those trees were very huge, still very green. And when I saw those trees, uh, it reminded me of the strength and for how long they have been standing there. It just feel like one of our ancestors uh, is looking at us for all this, looking after us for all these years. And then I uh, took my bike and I rode around uh, a couple of more villages, like 40, 50 kilometers in the same lands, and I observed how green it was, how, how good of a location it was. Every place I can... Uh, I can get down off my bike and, um, and if, if I had something to paint, um, I can capture that place and every place where I visited was again. And then I also got a chance to walk into those woods um, um, in my state and a big water reservoir and those dry jungles uh, of, my, of my state. And it was amazing, amazing experiences. So I did paint two paintings from those. And I would like to talk about those two paintings um, from uh, uh, two paintings that I have. Out, I have it on my Instagram right now. And uh, I would uh, r- recommend you to look at it. So one of them is a rock, is a painting of a rock. And it's right behind uh, my village and uh, right behind my house, actually, maybe a kilometer. And that rock is actually used for construction. So uh, I remember uh, they used to bomb that 
a small little mountain and uh, get that rock and it used to be uh, used in uh, in binding the well or even like making houses but that was like uh, not one of not one of the strongest rocks you can actually break it with hammer uh, but the formation is interesting because the land below it is actually yellow so the soil is a kind of yellow so uh, I, i would put that painting um, as a cover for this podcast and you can see so the clouds especially the sky that you see the colors that we get in a photograph is usually not um, it's usually too blue it's usually too blue it's much bluer than what we exactly what we actually see from the naked eyes so the the and this you might see in the paintings of the masters uh, uh, right from the uh, from the renaissance times um, until these days uh, who are actually painting uh, plain air uh, you'll see that their skies uh, are much lighter in color much lighter blue in some case when we romanticize or like if an artist has a certain coloring scheme uh, for their skies and lands you might uh, you might see a little bit of more bluishness but if you uh, i'm more of a realist so i just uh, i just uh, feel like um, i should go with the real colors even if i have those um, so uh, the the skies i i dim down a little bit on that and then there is the rock itself and all these rocks are surrounded by a tiny shrubs or like little plants uh, some some trees small trees um, on the of like uh, what you call it custard apple uh, or those trees are on those rocks and there are bushes and little shrubs um, uh, on the tiny rocks and then uh, here or there there's some grass uh, on the ground so that painting um, you you can see on the cover i, w- I would uh, i would put that in the cover um, and you can make some sense of it uh, that how uh, that what i'm trying to describe so i i tried to stick to the natural color because even though i took a picture because it was horrible uh, heat and i could not sit on the location and paint i would uh, i would get sick um, maybe just in a day so I, even though i took the picture and i was painting at home uh, i did visit that place again just to get the real color and i did uh, what i did was i quickly mixed colors of what i see as land uh, in the similar s- sunlight and put that color remembered that uh, again in my palette and then same thing i did with the sky and same thing i did with the rock and also the texture of the rock is so the rock is is supposed to be black uh, it's uh, the overall um overall f- uh feeling of the rock or appearance is is kind of like black and uh, and very rough you know like it's kind of like a sandy rock and very rough on the surface but at the same time it got like you know the, that yellowish bounce back um from the ground and some of the rocks is as well which have aged or uh, which have been washed uh, are are getting that uh, yellowish colors so i i i did 
put that colors on those rocks and and i'm very happy i'm very proud of that painting uh, that i did another painting that i did is one of the those trees that i was talking about and i was not able to finish that painting but it's like uh, you can see it's like 90% finished and you can see uh, especially the tree part is finished and again with the cloud i did the similar and it depends on how clear the sky is and the clearer the sky the um, the bluer but still not that blue that uh, looks into the photograph and the photograph uh, photographic blue goes more towards like ultramarine blue and whereas um, my sky skies goes a little bit towards um, towards cobalt blue mixed with a little bit of uh, like paints gray or I, sometimes i add um, i add burnt uh, burnt umber to that cobalt blue and and more blue so that uh, it it get that grayish tone and uh, depending uh, depending on the day of the time depending on the how much cloud uh, are in the sky and yeah, that's how i got uh, one important thing that i uh, i learned again was the shadows and like uh, the trees in the far distance and so the good amount of um, i was able to capture a really good amount of uh, uh, i think i should redo that painting when i'm talking about it and uh, looking at that painting i'm thinking of like redoing it because it's it's it was getting really close to a very real uh, painting a good one and then uh, uh, you can go on to the instagram and i think i have posted uh, around july 20 uh, when i came back from india so that's uh, july 20 and then another and the first painting i did from a village was uh, from it's like july uh, 12 i started and july 18 i finished uh, that painting yeah. so you can look into my instagram from Uh, it's like uh, first of my uh, like uh, last six or seven paintings that you could see and um so these are the two paintings that i, I was very uh, uh very excited about okay so that's one of the topics and that i had i wanted to cover and i, I just wanted to move into us quick quickly um into what i did in bali was um so i also visited bali last week and uh, we just uh, stayed there for a, uh, for a week it was a small vacation that i took and to just to de-stress and uh, since bali is close to china and i can like see a few indian faces there and and eat indian food that was uh, like my major um <laughs> uh, temptation and it's a really lovely place uh, amazing and i did six paintings there six live paintings in bali just in two days and uh, sorry actually i did seven um, so one of the paintings that i did uh, i i haven't posted that on instagram um so i want to talk about uh, how uh, how to paint live when you are traveling abroad and how much material i i took and um uh, not just how much material what kind of preparation i did and to my surprise it was 
nothing this time and it was still a very good result and my latest painting that uh, my latest post on the Instagram is from the Bali and uh, from the hotel I was staying in in the, the resort I was staying in so uh, I was about to travel uh, around I had to leave like around 11 a.m. and at 10:45 a.m. I thought oh my god I forgot all the stuff that I need to uh, to pack uh, for painting and I remember that I have <coughs> long I buy big sheets of Waterford uh, Waterford paper which is my favorite paper right now and I only make in Waterford paper and I had to cut that and then I have to get like a notepad the big size notepad uh, and my palette was ready uh, I didn't put any extra color I just um, like put my brushes inside the palette just a pencil and a sharpener uh, to uh, to draw and those brushes in there but I did not have uh, any paper with me so what I did was I have a bunch of uh, a lot of pads watercolor pads good quality um, pads from and I was not painting in those from Baohong paper but the problem with Baohong paper is it's it's quite rough and I think I bought the rough ones not the uh, uh, it's it's cold press and then there is rough and then there is hot press so I didn't buy the medium one I actually bought like the roughest ones and it, it doesn't comply with a lot of subjects especially with still life it's, it's great when there's a lot of water involved uh, but uh, I, I I paint a lot with dry brush and uh, it doesn't really never mind I took that pad and I just put it in the in, in the bag and I flew to Bali and the first day I visited there I did uh, after resting a little bit in the evening I did painting uh, of the sea and then there was like a couple of uh, resting chairs by the beach since we had our own private beach and a lot of Aussies <laughs> uh, resting on the on those beach um, under the under the umbrella so I did like a, a, an old couple were sitting uh, on those resting chair and then there was like uh, a sea not so much movement on that um, but once in a while like a, a big wave from the far you can always see and I, I always wonder why that why always that wave never made it to the shore because by the time it reaches the shore it was gone and I, um, my perspective was from quite far from the sea so there was sand and then there, there was this umbrella in a little bit farther and these uh, two resting chairs uh, besides that umbrella and the sea itself so it, it was nice it was a nice painting I would say like took me one and a half hours but I finished so here's the thing uh, the last topic that I'm going to talk about today is about finishing uh, so that day was done and after after a couple of days I said again in the morning this time I painted um, I painted one of the flower pots uh, right at the center and I really don't know what this flower is but it has a lot of leaves 
and that's like my uh, second last Instagram post that you can see and then I tried to paint another one and that one uh, yeah that one was like one of the one of the small trees that does not have any leaves it was kind of like a an old small uh, tree that like it it already shed off all its leaves but it was a nice texture so that one I painted and then I moved on and I painted uh, a, a kind of like a water fountain uh, which used to look like a pot uh, but uh, like the water coming out of it but at that point of time I think the motor was off and there was no water but still uh, the the pot was a little bit wet uh, quite wet, wet I would say and it had all turned dark green and due to the moss on the on the surface and it was a very heavy texture uh, of moss as well as uh, the pot itself was highly textured and uh, to add to its beauty there was like a sunlight coming from the left side and it was like painted around um, three o'clock three o'clock to five o'clock and like 5 30 was like sunset time so the, the sunlight uh, was quite slant and I could see like a very um, strong green which is quite light on the left side and uh, and it, it was quite darker on the right side a typical cylindrical shape uh, that you would uh, assume uh, and the, how the shadow flows in a cylinder um, uh, when lit from the one side it was a very interesting shape and of course there was uh, some mossy surface underneath as well uh, on the platform and some um, uh, some of the uh, leaves uh, like uh, dried leaves sitting around and it was very very beautiful and the wall behind it uh, was from like the the broken stones uh, was were patched on the wall so I painted that one as well I didn't posted it uh, of course it wasn't finished uh, but it was a very nice trip very fruitful and the last day when I was about to leave uh, that evening I painted again in the morning and I painted I was able to paint uh, another pot and a and a very interesting plant which had leaves only in the I'm very bad at the names of the of these plants I, I paint this beautiful tree and uh, that's the painting I'm most proud of and it is on it is my latest post on the Instagram that you can see um, uh, unfortunately I cannot uh, post two covers <laughs> For this podcast so you might have to go into my instagram and see what my latest posts are and um, another thing uh, that I, uh, I i did notice in that painting was the texture of the pot itself the last one which is a semi-finished pot sitting on a triangular surface actually a triangular a triangular platform and there was uh, in the bottom there was a, a rectangular base so it was quite uh, at, at the waist height this pot was located on a small stand and uh, it was uh, one of the most beautiful paintings that I have done it's all done in dry brush most of it is it's in dry brush but since that paper was rough quite rough I was able to get that texture of the concrete of that pot 
and um, the texture of that cement and roughness and it has aged a little bit a little bit of moss and roughness uh, it came out beautifully and and the the stems of that plant uh, were uh, quite slippery and dry but it it did have its own fair share of tra- textures that i was able to capture and it was shiny always on the one side all those uh, all those branches uh, so it was it was very interesting um, subject to me so uh, luckily uh, if you go to my instagram right now and if you are looking at that uh, you can slide down and you can see the subject so how you will understand that uh, that that painting um, that subject makes sense when i paint that surrounding uh, as well but in these two cases i did not paint any surroundings i i took them as individual objects um, individual subjects and ignored everything around it uh, but at the same time the, you can only show light when there is a darkness uh, so i did that with the play of interplay between the branches i was able to create that one sided light uh, and still ignoring all the backgrounds uh, of the subject so uh, so do uh, have a look at that it, it's it's a very interesting thing to me and the last topic that i wanted to touch down upon on finishing the paintings so you know you know what happens is with me is like i start a lot of paintings and i never uh, get able to finish it it has got um, and when you come back to that painting after a couple of days that same amount of thought the intensity uh, or the love uh, the intensity behind that thought uh, that actually urged you to create that painting has gone and that's uh, so that once you lose that interest it's it even becomes very difficult to finish that painting or even if you come back to that painting with the lost interest just uh, to finish it you you do uh, an okay job the quality of the work that you have done in the first half never remains the same in the second half so this is what i found out when i I try to paint live since there is a limited amount of time that you have like because sun is moving all the time and uh, then uh, then you there will be no light and there there's various kinds of limitations that you're in that way I'm able to do very good paintings I'm able to finish those paintings so that's one of the things i noticed another thing i noticed is i need to you know to learn to sit a little bit more longer and um sometimes i pay attention to very long to a certain part of subject or um another way uh, we can do it we we can actually divide it into couple of um one painting in like three or four different segments so suppose uh a painting let's say it's a still life and with the still life uh, you have like five or six different objects so if you're painting one object and in one day uh, so you're not losing your palette because you know when you come back to the same painting again you basically also lose the sense of color like what were you using for that and how did you get to that effect can i get that same thing so if you're something painting something with a palette uh that is to be finished you have to finish it in that sitting itself and no no later than that then uh it can 
you can avoid such things. Th these are my learnings on finishing the paintings. And um, I, I would love to know how you guys uh, proceed, how you finish the paintings if you can't do it in the same day. Um, what about the intensity? Uh, how, how does it come to you uh, in your mind? Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to learn uh, because uh, I have failed to do so in, in my, especially in last six months. So uh, one last thing that I wanted to talk uh, in today's podcast is actually I was supposed to talk about it in the in the very beginning of my uh, today's podcast when I talked about my visit to India is is that how do we choose a subject and what excites us what uh, what actually comes to our mind to choose that subject and how does the big artist in their time chose those subjects to paint and uh, what interests them. So when I was looking at those trees in my village, in the backyard of my house, um, I felt the same urge and I have like enormous amount of subjects that I could paint back from India. I have brought a couple of, um, um, a good share of pictures with me as references. And some of those references I, I deliberately took from like, uh, I had a uh, very old Google Pixel, a Pixel 4a uh, phone that actually captures color uh, next to what it is. And there is a very little correction, in, especially in the natural colors. There's still some correction. All the images I get, uh, iPhones are pretty good in capturing uh, real colors but at the same time it, it does add it's um, some of uh, some some saturation and perspective is always a casualty in um, in the in the photographs uh, no matter how good the camera is uh, what they claim uh, like a real life um, capturing with painting uh, cannot be matched with a photograph and that that actually uh, excites me to paint in live locations uh, but choosing the subject you know uh, your relationship uh, with the subject your relationship with that place with that thing uh, with that room you grew up or any other place or any other person um, is is i think the key initiative uh, or, or, and the feelings that you get even if the place is new uh, it incites, uh, it induces a certain feeling, uh, either past, uh, something from your past, the way you felt that way um, when you were young, or it reminds you of a certain place. That uh, connection actually, uh, I think, is the key uh, to choose a good subject. So you might have seen the subjects that I paint. Usually a lot of paintings that you see on Instagram or over the internet is usually a copy of, um, of some tutorial uh, from some artist and, uh, or some Google pictures. I also do that. Um, uh, I try to get royalty-free pictures from websites like Pixabay, Paxels, and those are, are good for... Uh, you know, for practicing um, and not hurting anybody at the same time, uh, it's 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 great. But to create your own body of work, and uh, believe it or not, your 
uh, it doesn't matter how um, what your skill levels are right now uh, but if you start choosing your own subjects in your terms uh, the things that you wanted to paint is the best way to start and it, it doesn't take um, it takes a little bit of courage but it doesn't take a lot uh, you know to start with the subjects that you love and you can start painting you know um, those subjects you can take inspiration from similar things you know um, <clears throat> but it, it, it's not very advisable from me uh, to copy everything or like especially from tutorials it's great to learn you know um, like uh, learn the concepts of how to paint the sky how to paint the trees how to paint a certain uh, still life but at the same times uh, at the same time uh, the choice should be yours the choice the choices that you paint should not be dictated by someone else you can learn the concepts um, but eventually it's your voice it's your hands your brush uh, that what you want to say uh, you should say it and that's that's what i strongly feel about all these subjects that i paint are usually um, created by my own self and some of and there are exceptions i definitely take some pictures from websites because it's it's not uh, very easy to go out and find out subject each and every day uh, especially in this working uh, we're all working professionals and time and energy is a big constraint um, in our times so uh, these are just my thoughts uh, you can have your own and just let me know about it it's 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 great thing you know uh, to listen to your feedbacks good or bad uh, some there are certain things i know that i need to improve uh, by myself especially I, I think i should work a little bit more on my um, uh, on my speaking uh, public speaking especially it happens when you're speaking alone uh, I, I sound a lot better when i'm talking with someone and and if you're talking to no one uh, just in front of a mic i think uh, it's a little bit difficult for me and i have to work on that and and get a little bit uh, presentable and increase certain production quality uh, so those are the things that i am um, working on myself but other than that if you have any positive or negative feedbacks do let me know and all the links are in my description now my instagram uh, my facebook page and i have a skillshare class um, in fact uh, i have a bunch of them um, they are out there and go out have a look i'm i'm thinking of making a very professional skillshare class or also it could be in udemy and on multiple platforms uh, but this time i'm thinking a little bit bigger and uh, putting a lot more thought in that um, since i've got some feedback from my classes that what could be improved and um, to to use those improvements and i will post out a new class soon but i'm not rushing into it i haven't posted any new class for the last seven or eight months and uh, when i do it i want to do it right i uh, want to record it right and explain it right and uh, make it much much more easier for you uh, to learn from my classes but those uh, few classes that i have on skillshare uh, you can see a structure that i how i strategize before a painting that's one of the things that have made me that has made me save a lot of time in learning i i made very quick jumps um in my progress so uh, uh, 
feel free to have a look at those classes uh, on the Skillshare. The Skillshare link is in description. And um, do support me, uh, share if you can, and um, make sure you, uh, you know, favorite this podcast so that um, the episodes I'm going to drop on uh, uh, continuously now, uh, from now on, it will be quite regular and so that you you get my new episodes. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's Vasu again.